Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. Hey, I'm Dr. Lisa, and I give a shit, which is a hell of a lot more you can say about any of your fucking elected officials. Hey, any of you uh, government employees out there that need a sandwich, this isn't even funny. It's not this. You can't make fun of this, but I'm I'm here for you. Send me a text and I'll send you or whatever. Instagram at Dr. Lisa Levy SP. You get a free sandwich. OK, I'm sorry. Anyway, so um, thanks for listening. So it's Radio Free Brooklyn. You know, we do all this for nothing, for no money. Not for nothing, for a lot, but no money. So I think you should go to our website and donate because it's, you know what? You could give like $50 to some, you know, charity. But if you give us like $3, that will mean like as much as $1,000 to a regular big old charity. Seriously. So go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Okay, so I have to tell you about my guest today. Uh, my guest here is comedian and animator Manolo Moreno. Okay, so he's looking at me right now with this like, what are you going to say? What are you going to say about me? Look, now he's laughing. Now he's looking at me. Now he's laughing. No, okay. So here's the thing. Um, I, uh, I, you know, you know me, right? I, I gush. So I'm a little awed by the talents of our very own Manolo Moreno here. He is both a animator and a comic, and he is like super funny and super original at both those things. And he combines them both together. And I was explaining to him that like, it's really hard for me to explain his work because his work is really original. But on top of that, it, he, it, you can't, it's not that easy to find. It's not that easy to find. And this is what I really want to know about uh, Manolo. And I have to look at this name every time because I've done this before to him where I've called him Moreno Manolo. And I have dyslexia and I know I'm going to do that on the air. Are you okay with that, Manolo? You forgive me in advance? He's giving me the thumbs up. <sighs> okay, got that out. Now, now I can relax now that we're good with that. Um, but anyway, here's the thing about uh, Manolo that I want want you to know and then I'm going to want you you listeners to know Manolo you're li- listening in at the same time and hearing this so I'm he he has like all these credits and he has like if I had that kind of talent and that level of talent I would be like all over the place and I would have built an industry around myself by now but with Manolo, it's hard to even like find the stuff because there's something really modest about him or I don't know. But that's what I want to find out about him. OK, so stick with me on that. But I'm going to tell you. So after searching and doing research on him at the very end, at the bottom of his website, I find this paragraph that says as a comedian, he's a co-host, blah, 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 this big. Uh, show Dr. Game Show on MMFU and Earwolf, but he's also performed at like you know all these other places. But his his work has been featured on Vulture, IFC, Comedy Central, Sundance, New York Tele. Like he has all these credits, and he fucking buried them. You know what I mean? So Manola, what do you what do you what do you say about that? Well, 
I don't know. Like, you you know a lot of comedians, right? And yeah. then they say, and what are the, what is that called when? Credits. Oh, lists, what are you going to say? It lists their names and then in parentheses after the name. Credits. It's like a credit, right? Yeah. And um, it's like uh, embellished, I guess, because it's like. Embellished? You're worrying about embellishing your credits? Because you know how people say, I like, mean? oh, I was in Comedy Central, but it was just like, I had, I was like an extra in something kind of thing. Like, oh, I did, God. I did like a Comedy Central thing, but that thing got You're buried. The they most, buried it for me. You're in the most cutthroat uh, yeah, I'm in the wrong industry, I'm if in you the call wrong it that. Life. No, you're not. It's just like, I've got to find out why, why, you, why you're like that. But um, the <sighs> thing is, okay, so I wanted... I was Manol and I were talking about how we could explain his work. So uh, I s- saw his work the, for the first time maybe two years ago or something like this. And he just, I was there with my husband, Phil. Hi, Phil, if you're listening. And he's at work today. I don't know if he is. But we were blown away by the innovation and the quality and the thinking and the product, the like, well, it, it, you know, the execution and everything about his performance, which I'm going to have him explain to you in a minute. But um, so we th- I thought I would use that as a way him explaining Manola, explaining his thing that we saw that we're, that Phil and I are still talking about as a way to give you just a small idea about what kind of work he does. I post a lot of stuff on my Facebook page and stuff like that. So you can do your own research, too. OK, do your own fucking research. Go ahead, Manolo, tell us. <laughs> well, can I talk about, I did two <laughs> no, things. No, you can't talk was, about anything at, you don't want. It was at Lorelai's show, right? It probably, yeah. Yeah, and I did two things. Um, we The thing that, well, you tell us both, but okay, the thing okay. that I had in mind was the um, when you did that really funny DJ yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, tell us both. Tell us both. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, the first thing was um, I was pretending I was a, a living statue. Oh so, yeah, um, it was that thing was originally done for like a music like a music bit show, and um, I was trying to find a way to do a musical act without having to memorize anything. <laughs> so I just wanted to do a thing where I just stood there and then had like, um, you know, a track play over it where I'm singing about being a living statue and how hard it is and how. And then someone dressed up as a bird was supposed to like poop oh, all yeah. over me, and as as this thing played, and that's it. Yeah, no, it was fucking brilliant. I remember that now. That's so smart. That's like a really smart way to handle handle yeah. like control over. It was imp- like I'm not good at memorizing and stuff. Me either. That's yeah. interesting. Okay. So then the other one was, um, I guess the idea was like if you imagine like a turntable DJ. Um, at a singer songwriter open mic, so I just built a turntable set out of cardboard. Like I guess a lot of my pieces, at least back then, I can't believe I called it pieces, but <laughs> oh yes, back then, like you know, I've like uh, I feel like I have to overcompensate with a lot of things because like I don't have, I'm not one of those buzz people. So if buzz people, what does that mean? You know, like the popular kids. <laughs> oh really? Okay. So like. I'm like, well, the thing about these shows is that I'm not saying the show I was doing in particular, but like other shows, like a lot of times it's a lot of work and then people don't put a lot of work into it. So it's like, well, I could maybe at least be in their memories if I (laughs) put 
right twice as much work so like and i would just make props out of cardboard and stuff and um and so like i made it a turntable thing and then um i just like had the tech play a thing where um it was like an i was scratching an acoustic song i wrote because i used to be a musician and uh it you know went into like some uh drumming okay can i let me let me let me put it to you this way this is how i'm remembering it i'm remembering it <laughs> like um no but that helped me remember it at least okay uh um so anyway it was basically watching manolo um being a dj but his dj equipment was all like life-size cartoons physical like he made yeah. a dj setup out of like car like it looked it had moving like, parts and stuff yeah yeah, like yeah. The, the needle moved and so. because of the track and manolo's performance you felt like you were watching this guy really being a dj but it was yeah. you know it was a it was hilarious and Here's the thing that I'm realizing now that you're explaining your work, which, and thanks for reminding me about that statue thing because it was awesome, is that the work is, I'm going to just say this again, I'm sorry for being gushy, but the work, because it's embarrassing to you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I do this. I know, it's embarrassing, but this is why I like personally like the work. Uh, the reason I personally like the work is because I think it's super conceptual. And I like the idea of combining like the visual and the headline like we used to do in advertising, like the idea of the two mediums making, you know, sound or whatever and audio, mm -hmm. you know, a literal thing and a visual thing together that makes a bigger idea and the way that it's thought out, so, which also makes it hard to explain. Okay, so there, we, that's the deal. Do your own fucking research. Go to, oh, Man, I, do you have another thing to, you want to tell us I wonder us if that's why, because like you said, you had an advertising background. Um, I used to, I had a short stint as an illustrator, and I worked for an illustrator, and I wonder if like a lot of the editorial, it has a lot of conception, conceptual. Yeah, editorial. Who that. did you work for? Uh, an illustrator named uh, Fernanda Cohen. She was like my mentor. She has since moved to, back to Argentina but no but um I actually studied illustration in college that was something oh, yeah. I had a fantasy about doing and it's a really hard gig yeah and if you can yeah I mean it's it's a great the difference though is like at least in I, I hate the idea of networking but at least in networking it's like it's fun because people are like fun and funny whereas like in design and illustration it's like they're not necessarily oh deadly fun. sorry <laughs> you mean comedy people Com are like at least fun is that uh, what you meant comedy yeah people. is that least, what you're talking about is that what did i say you said networking and i didn't know oh what you yeah meant. i meant comedy, comedy networking is more fun than illustration networking as, as, yes i've done both yeah and it's like you know you know you have to learn how to riff or something i don't know no no i get it i get it i get it yeah yeah i get it instead I of like passing out your like postcard or whatever of your oh work jesus Jesus, I know. I no, I know. I I I get it. You know, the communities are really a big part of it because I network with so many different communities, theater communities, mm. art communities. But then in the art communities, there's the painting community, and then there's the you know conceptual and the this and the so funny community. Yeah, community because the community experience is a big part of the field that you're in, right? Yeah, it's yeah, rough. yeah. So. 
Um, oh, okay. So I want to ask, guys, I want to ask Manolo this question. This is really scary oh, for me, okay? So when I first when I first met Manolo, I really wanted him to be on the show. Actually, I got to know him. I wanted to put this in there. I got to know you a little bit better because uh, Colby Smith, who is a host of another show here, uh, the people, what is it? People's Young Persons Radio, which is Sunday mornings. Great show. Yeah. Colby's a comedian. And he knew Manolo and we booked him on a show that we did. So I got to know you a little bit better. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and Colby also was like, oh, he's great. And I was like, I don't know. He doesn't want to be in my show, you know. So anyway, so the first time I asked you to be on my show, you, I didn't really know. He's hiding behind. This is so awkward. He's hiding behind his T-shirt in front of me, guys. <laughs> I live for the awkward, right? And so anyway, so why did you not want to be on that show, on my show? And I don't blame you. I mean, I totally. Oh, um, I mean, I feel like I've listened to an episode maybe and then like, it was very, uh, you really got in there. <laughs> oh, you had? Yeah, after you asked. And then uh, I was going through things that I didn't want getting. Oh, yeah. it was the timing. It was the timing, yeah. My mom passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh, that makes so much <laughs> sense. So much... No, I mean, you heard, makes... my, you heard my set at, on your show. I was like, oh, well, at least I have like this cathartic uh, method you know, this way of, uh, you know, dealing with it. And then like, you know, I, I could do it in that way, but yeah, it was just, you know. uh, see, but this is my, this, see, this is what I'm talking about. This is my, my counter transference, my neurotic counter transference. So I'm like, either you didn't hear it and you just heard shitty things about me or you did hear it and you thought it was stupid. See, that's how uh. I internalized all that. <clears throat> so thank you. I'm so glad I was clear. <laughs> You actually oh, heard it and didn't want it to, and didn't want to be on it because it was well. That's kind of a call. I'm going to say that makes me feel a lot better. Let's just put it that okay. way. I'm oh, so yeah. glad we had this chat. Thank you. No problem. Okay, <laughs> work that out. Um. So, uh, back to my back to my psychological theory about you, Manila, which okay. is why I'm trying to figure out like why why you aren't running a corporation. I think about that all the Manolo. time. I'm like getting by Art. the skin of my teeth. And I'm no, like, but you should be running. If uh, I'm saying, I think it's something, I think it's something in your personality. I think it's something in your personality. Like, and I think that it's whatever, like it makes you, whatever it is, I know you're an incredibly likable guy and oh you're boy. doing a lot of great work and all that. So none of this matters. You wouldn't be doing good work if you were, running if you were if you were like a steve jobs type you would not be doing the work you're doing so i suppose but i i and a lot of this is counter-transference of mine because i'm like in like a little bit in awe of all your talent so i want to know like i'm so insecure and i'm on you know i'm complaining about social media on facebook if you didn't notice like i hate doing all that and I get that, but I just think like I would have such an easy time making making a creative career work if I had your skills. So that's it's really like me being neurotic. Oh, yeah, so, but I do want to find out like what your story is. So you're you're you have Filipino parents. Yeah, and you <laughs> tell tell me how your parents came here and how you grew up a little bit. Uh, okay. Well, my. Parents moved here in the seventies to New York. 
mm-hmm. and then had two kids mm-hmm. and then moved to Pennsylvania and had three more kids. So I'm like the exact middle child. So I have that syndrome. Wow. <laughs> so you grew up with five kids? Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. These days, I guess. Um, and and um, your parents, where did you live in Pennsylvania? Where did you live in Pennsylvania? You said, wait, they had three kids in Pennsylvania, and then they moved to or two two kids to my two of my older sisters. They had like in Manhattan and Brooklyn, and then and then me and this. And after they left Manhattan, yeah. Brooklyn, they moved to Pennsylvania. Yeah. So how did they wind up? How do two Filipino People, how does oh, a Filipino oh. couple wind up in Manhattan or Brooklyn or which part? Oh, well, my dad's, uh, I forget what, <laughs> what the exact deal was, but yeah, he's a, he ended up being a doctor. He's a doctor. And Your then, father's a doctor. Yeah. And then he, uh, yeah, got a residency here. Oh. And um, how about your mom? What did she do? She's just like, or what did she do? Oh my God. <laughs> This is why I didn't want to be on. No, I'm no um, it's she. She's just a housewife. She was a not yeah. just a housewife, but anyway, I'm. Just, she, she must have been pretty young, right? What do you mean? When she passed away? Yeah, yeah, sixty yeah. something. Oh, I'm not good with numbers, but yeah, sixty. Yeah. Something. Um. So, <clears throat> tra- tragic. Um. Yeah. But are you close with your brothers and sisters? Um. It ebbs and flows, I guess. Like you know, um, was your family able to support each other through it? Was it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, you, we were like a yeah. That was a good time that you had a big. It was good that you had a big family at that time. Uh, yeah. I mean, there is some other drama, you know, mm-hmm. you know, substance abuse related drama in mm-hmm. the family. So like, mm-hmm. that made uh, it harder. It made it harder. But, yeah. yeah. And how is your dad doing? Uh, he's fine. Uh, I mean, I guess it's not as good to talk about, but I suspect that he might be a little bit a, a smidge on the spectrum. So it's like a little autistic. You mean? No, what spec- Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't want you to talk about it. I mean, like, I'm just asking because he's 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 in uh he's in good form. He's very he's, he's okay. He's, yeah. He's okay. Yeah, Not yeah. an emotional guy, an unemotional guy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to communicate? Basically, yeah. It, like, so he doesn't feel a lot. Of, he doesn't express a lot, or maybe he doesn't feel a lot. I mean, you know, I could see the, you know, the love and all that, but yeah, he's uh, he he's good. capable of moving on. I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, he there's like, he, you know, he's practical, and he's, he's probably practical. a really hard worker. And yeah, hard. Yeah, worker. I mean, he probably spends. He's probably like what he does is very. Con- consuming it's not a distraction yeah I mean, it's like it. it's real people what what does he have a specialty or he's an anesthesiologist okay well that's like your pretty big focus thing yeah yeah he he's one of those people where like you read like the latest things in health or whatever and then so like he's th- you know if you know if you keep working it keeps it keeps your mind sharp kind of thing. Yeah, he keeps up on, and that's a really, um, it's, you know, it's a very really like specific detail kind of thing. You have to, it's like being a pilot. It's like if everything yeah. goes right, no problem. But if something Take goes naps. wrong, it's intense, right? I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how did you guys 
grow up. So you, so it was two older sisters, you two younger, and then who's the younger ones? Uh, a brother and then a sister. So two boys. One, yeah, two boys. Uh huh. And are you close? Are you closest to one or the other or any of them? In um, particular? I'm not close. Oh, <laughs> you guys aren't close at all. None of you. Well. <sighs> We're not like tight, tight. Like I was tight with one, but then that's the that's that the you know you know when you deal with someone with you know drug abuse. Yeah, issues. sure. So like we kind of fell apart, but you know yeah. we're we're not like on. I don't know. I'm not good it's at. It's just not a day to day thing. Yeah. Or it's like some yeah. I mean you know, so it's 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 the thing when like you go to someone, you go to a city, mm-hmm. and then like someone. And and then you go back home, and then like sometimes you have a friend who's mad at you that that was like, why didn't you tell me you were in the city? And it's like, well, I had a thing to do. It's kind of right. like that where it's like, right? We have this, you know, we, we're family, and we're but, not tight. Like, but no one lives near you. None of them live near you. Uh, I have two sisters here. Oh, so do you see them? Do they come to your shows? No. No. <laughs> Um, the one sister was, uh, two of her kids were guests on Dr. Game Show. Oh, so that was a cool thing. That was that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, my, nie- my niece was able to uh, hang out with Jason Manzoukas. Oh, nice. Know, like <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out what being brought up in a Filipino family. Well, um, I, I want to hear about the move to Pennsylvania too. And I want to hear a little, what it, what there's gotta be a big, there's got to be a cultural difference with your parents being from a different culture and our yeah. and our American experience here. So I want to hear how that might have shaped you. But also, how did you get to Pennsylvania? What what happened? They were living here? Or? Uh, I don't know. I think. Where in Pennsylvania? I have no idea. Well, uh, it's like a small white town called, called Williamsport. And it's all a small white people town. Uh, I mean, there's like segregated neighborhoods, like kind of unofficial. Were there other ap- Filipinos? Uh, here and there, yeah, not as much though. But yeah. yeah. So what? So um, that's where you grew up, pretty much, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So what? What is? What's different about? Well, <coughs> if, if if you were brought up in a Filipino household, what might be different? What might be different? Like I, I kind of don't know because like my dad. So like we grew up Catholic and there's a huge Catholic scene in the Philippines, but um, my dad was always like a black sheep. Like he didn't believe in like you know, um, you know, kind of like tribalism kind of stuff and like you know, mm-hmm. uh, black sheepy kind of stuff. Kind of like a rebel kind of. Yeah, he didn't want to go with the program. Yeah, go with the program. He wanted to make his own program. Yeah, and like. Yeah, so I guess we're in the same vein as far as like... And you're like that. Yeah, but he was more science and I'm more like arts and stuff, so that's where we both Do you you think being a doctor in the Philippines, that would probably give you more freedom, personal freedom in the sense that, you know, you you have more whatever, more flexibility in your life probably, just Um, you're specialized and value, you know, maybe, maybe... Maybe that's partly part of it, or uh, I think freedom. Um, I don't or know. What, what about him? I should just ask that openly. Hmm? Uh, what about him? Do you think what What about him? He was makes like, him makes you think that he's a rebel. I think 
rebel. So like, I think it's just a lineage thing because like his grandfather came out of a small town and like he made his way like he thought out of the box and like paid for like he got it's like a tiny village and wow there's like a i think there's like i don't know like 11 kids or some crazy amount of them and then like he was the first person to like get his like two daughters uh through college kind of thing so it was like celebrated in the village kind of thing so it's just like um and then like there's always like this go like you know as like the genes dispersed i guess like Mm -hmm. there'd be some sex where there'd be like you know just kind of contrarian and Mm -hmm. so like you know i don't know everyone i don't know i think i came from the group that just wanted to go against the grain and Mm. so was that approved of in your family or encouraged then uh in the grand uh in my immediate family yeah, and you're in your, you know, um, growing up in your household. Oh, um, not. He he was he was very hands off. I guess it so. Was he like gave you a lot of freedom. Yeah. So yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um. So what were you like in high school? Let's find that that out. Um. I went I th- to high school in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think. And were you in a suburban town or a small town? It was like. A small suburban town that's like surrounded by the sticks. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I had like, you know, I don't know. So like, I would go to a bar in the sticks with at, a friend at your age in well, high school, twenty twenty one or something. <laughs> you were tw- you were not but like after in high school. after high school, you know, whatever. Oh, but older, like, but you know, like, you know, there's like racism and stuff depending on where you're at. Okay. So your Filipino, was that, how was that regarded in your school? Um, it's ultimately fine. You just, you know, have to deal with certain weird But did you, were you, I was, were you conscious of it? Were you very conscious of it or? Not as much. I was just trying to get through the day, you know, Uh I'm like a very tired person. (laughs) Like, uh, you're tired. I'm like someone, I was talking to uh, a girl I was classmates with and I was like trying to I was like I don't really remember a lot of high school and she's like you slept through most of it like you always had your head down did you get up early um you know I made it to school on time no but I mean were you staying up late or oh I was probably a night owl yeah (laughs) do you do you you think that so here's Dr. Lisa for you okay (laughs) Do you think that maybe you were trying to avoid your classmates by putting your head down? Um, I think just by nature, I think, so if I were to think, I, 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 I think I was just born very sensitive. So like everything like hits me harder. You <laughs> so, mean what people say or like loud noises or all not, of that? Not loud noises. I'm fine with loud noises, but just like, um, you know everything's taxing oh, so so yeah like i guess like and then like i just get these like um what do you call it uh i don't know i just get very sleepy so like maybe the tiredness came from like 
trying to like detach from my surroundings or something. Mm-hmm. Well, also like you you sound like I'm kind of daydreamy too. So like I you sound like an intro like a real a real introvert. Yeah. I have no training. You know this, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> no psychological training. So I'm just talking out my ass. Uh, so I sound like you are real, um, introvert in that, like you get like tired by other people's presence. Yeah. I'm like, that that happens. Like I've, I forgot. I told someone that like hanging out with people is like traveling and then hanging out with certain people is like going to Mars where it's like, you want to take a nap afterwards. Oh, I see. I don't know. Do you do you like do you like being alone a lot? Is that your prefer preference? Um, I like balancing it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I like socializing. Like, kind of like having mm-hmm. conversations in a booth or something. Kind of mm-hmm. a few people. Not you yeah. go to part. You go to parties here and there. Here and there, but you're not less. like oh, great, a great party. Um, it depends. depends. I don't know. <laughs> depends, of course. So. Uh, what else? There was something I was going to ask you. Um, um, oh, oh, girls. Are you, I, I can never, I have the worst gaydar or sexual, whatever it is. Are you straight? You're hetero. So have you had any girlfriends? Girlfriends in high school? Girlfriends as an adult? You don't have, we don't have to talk about today now. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, here and there. Like, I don't know. I guess I'm picky. Have you had any long-term relationships? The longest were like two years. They would just cap off at two years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a it's a I don't know being an Asian guy. <laughs> so I did better in my twenties. I'm not. Huh? You know that's so interesting how you're talking about that because like I don't know I you know I can imagine a lot of I can imagine a lot of girls being like thrilled to you know be going out with you, but the way you put it was <laughs> I did better in my twenties. Which is so funny because from my point of view, what I'm thinking is that says that you are evaluating about how girls feel about you, uh, which seems ridiculous to me because it's like, you're adorable <laughs> and you have so much going for you, but uh, you mean you're, you're not, do you? No, it'd be nice. Do you, yeah, do you make efforts? Nice. Like, are you, do you do any of that shit? Do you like ask like, girls out? Do you go on, t- not Tinder, or do any of that? I'm so old. Apps? Do you do I any don't of those do apps? the apps. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm like, you kind of have to know me first. So it's, it's, and I don't like how it messes with your head. I don't yeah, know. I, I can see that. I was on it for like five seconds and I was yeah, like, it's, it's like fucked up. It, it's, yeah, I can't, it, I felt my brain changing and I didn't want my brain to change. <laughs> People as commodities a little bit. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I feel like that made things hard. And, and like it's, I don't know, the older I get, I get uh, putting the effort into finding people is harder. So, But, you know, I don't know. I imagine that like you would do well if some chick that seemed really cool uh, came up to you and wanted you, you're the kind of guy that people would be asking out and that would be best. What mm-hmm. do you think? Wait, what what did you say? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm putting out this alert to all the women out there that <laughs> oh. they the ones who have to make the effort, man. Uh, that they should be surrounding you. They should be going to your shows oh, and right. like trying to like get to know you. Oh, no, shit. but I think like you seem like the kind of guy that um, you might do well with somebody made the effort with you with somebody that was appealing to you. 
Uh, these days, probably. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about it a lot. You're busy. Yeah. Right? Is um, that right? I get the feeling you're not thinking about it a lot. Uh, here and there. I don't know. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm busy. I don't know. Okay. So I want to tell people about the after school program um, that Radio Free Brooklyn has. Sure. Uh, it's a, this really great program. By the way, thank you for listening and listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. I'm on every Thursdays, two to three. I am in a session with this really uh, brilliant and talented young man, Manolo Moreno. He's a great uh, animator and comedian. Uh, Manolosomething.com if you want to uh, look into this. Do your fucking research. Uh, so anyway, what you should do is uh, go t- and find out about our after-school program, RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash after-school. Either make a donation. You can sign up your teen, or if you're a teen and you're cutting school listening to this, you can sign up too. Get something done. Don't just hang out and smoke pot with your friends, okay? This is really cool and worthwhile, I'm telling you. Anyway, so uh, check us out. Okay, it's a brand new program. It got written up on or got like shown, de- demonstrated on uh, channel radio, Chan- Brooklyn News, channel 12. Check us out. Okay, thanks. Okay, so I want to know what your relationship with your mother was like. Uh, <clears throat> it was weird because like she has a, that personality where um, I feel like for the past, the past, I don't know, 15 years maybe she felt more like my child. What does know. that mean? She had a um she had a very like naive, innocent vibe to her. Like if you believed in like reincarnation, maybe she was a child of mine. I don't know, something like she had like a young spirit to her. Okay. Uh so your parents are Filipino. Did she like I imagine in other cultures they don't have as many obnoxious women like me. I mean she was <laughs> She was uh, kind of was she a passive was she a passive woman that you might like is the cultural like I'm I'm making this all up and projecting uh, it sure. and assuming it. But and and it's it's almost it's kind of racist, actually, but to be honest, <laughs> fine, but um, I'm imagining that maybe like from her background that women and, you know, her age and stuff like that. Uh, that women were just in much more traditional passive female roles, especially the wife of a doctor. Do you think that's maybe part of that? Um, or does she fit into that idea that I put out there? Um, I think tradition, I don't know. I think it, you know, it's one of those things you meet enough people, then you, you see the variety of it. But my mom in particular, I just told someone the other day that like, I remember that she said that when she was a kid, she would stare out the window wishing she was a princess. Mm-hmm. And like my dad found her, I forget through friends, but she was like a beauty queen at the time and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So literally, yeah. Wow. So like she, she was, um, she just, she knew what she was going. For. She had that, you know, I want to be a princess kind of. So she was. Was she really beautiful? Sure. Yeah. I mean, she I must have been when say, she was young, but yeah. was that like part of her identity throughout her life? Um, I guess there is an emphasis on it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Did your sisters feel that pressure, or uh, they're probably gorgeous too? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. is is female beauty a big part of your childhood? 
Um, no, but um, one person uh went for it. <laughs> what What do you mean? What does that mean? Um, uh, pursued modeling and stuff like one that. One of your one of your sisters. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, um, um but 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 like I'm picturing like a pa- passive, and, th- and this is so. But she was like, she was like the, you know. Did she go to college? think so yeah did she have interests outside she of taught parents? she was a teacher mm-hmm. um and um she was very uh uh you know i mean she was uh, i feel like she was very uh critiquey what is that in what way about what um so like if you wanted to do the psychology thing she was like the you know i grew up feeling like i didn't uh, do anything right oh okay that's interesting so like that's the other thing like i didn't like cooking in front of her because like there's you know i didn't like i don't like and it carries on to my adulthood i don't like doing things in front of people oh there we go (laughs) i analyze myself so in other words but it also sounds like she was really i'm just going to use the word overbearing my mother was really overbearing i'm going to use that word i mean it with no disrespect she obviously made some you know i mean no disrespect at all um uh but i'm wondering if you felt her presence sort of critique was she like did she critique like oh don't hold you know really little things about your stuff what you were doing um i try to keep um i was never one of those people that wanted like their parents to go to um mm-hmm. the games kind of thing or the plays mm-hmm. or whatever um so i kept my art separate from them like i got a lot of shit from them for pursuing the arts mm-hmm. until they kind of gave up uh like well that's all he could do so i'm just gonna back off did your other brothers and sisters were they academic i mean achievers in in a, in a way um, that they understood better only one probably went through the school thing, mm-hmm. uh, like graduate school and four-year college. Mm-hmm. Most of us dropped out. I didn't go to a four-year college. Did you study art? Um, I took a two-year program that taught me how to use computer programs, like the Adobe, like Photoshop yeah, how to and use, stuff. Yeah, yeah graphic design. design graphic design program. Animation. And mm-hmm. That gave me a good Did you foundation. have good grades in school? or? No, it was one of those things where I was like naturally smart, but then as I got older, like... So I didn't have like any discipline as far as studying goes. Mm-hmm. So like all of a sudden everything became harder and like I wasn't, mm-hmm. I didn't have the uh, discipline to mm-hmm. prepare for mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So I, I had good grades up to like maybe high school. Mm-hmm. And then. And what about out. your dad? What was your relationship with him like? Um, We butt heads a lot. I mean, you know, I love him, but yeah, it was just because uh, we're, and he, he was very into debating and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? That's interesting. Verbal sparring, if you will. Verbal sparring. And then, like, I grew up kind of, like, you know, trying to, you know. Avoid that. Uh, <laughs> I used to be into it, but then, like, as an adult, I don't, and, like. What, how do you feel about his sparring? Do you think he was trying to connect, or do you think maybe he was just trying to have an intellectual exchange or was it was it an angry feeling? What kind of feeling? How do you how do you how do you it's process like, that? It's like uh, mostly like an intellectual sparring type of thing. Because like him and his brother, he would say like he, him and his brothers would 
argue at the dinner table all the time and like sometimes they would just take the opposite point of view just so they could have the sparring thing but mm-hmm. like um but maybe that's exhausting for you it eventually became exhausting yeah but like yeah i so, think so i'm gonna say you sound like you were avoiding your parents for for rational reasons i think i was avoiding everybody <laughs> well after yeah i mean that would that would be a good starting point your yeah. parents um, what about, um, and so what was their relationship like? Was your father, were they like, I'm wondering, I'm projecting that your father might have not treated your mom like an equal. I don't know why, but maybe uh, I'm wrong. Um, what not, was it like? Not so much not an equal, but like utilitarian. In a practical manner? In a practical cold? manner. Was he cold? Um. Or distant? This is a thing that I, I kind of, I don't know, I guess I picked up, but it's like, you know, I'm not publicly, he's like cold and distant, but like, you know, privately, he's like very affectionate. And mm-hmm. I think I'm kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And how was, how was their relationship? How did they get along? It was, um, it was like functional, but yeah, like, so like, I don't know, when I was a kid, I just remember that they would just like lounge around in bed and like hang out and have fun, you know, with the kids and everyone's just like hanging out. But like, uh, you know, the past, like when, you know, when we grew up, it's just, you know, they had this routine where like, you know, mom cooks, he comes from home, home from work, watches Fox news kind of thing. And Fox news. <laughs> and so like, uh, Catholic. uh, yeah, but it, yeah, it was like a functional thing. Uh, you know, he said he truly loved her stuff like that but yeah um you know i think there's uh whatever it doesn't so they didn't seem really affectionate not not i'm sure they were in private yeah like it sounds like i understand how he functioned as a right so it sounds like you think that they were really close that they were close in a way that just they were a team that you didn't see and they were a team to hear it's good to hear that's good to hear so here's what i'm sort of like processing right through now now this is what i'm thinking so i'm thinking about how you had um an overbearing this is just you know an overbearing critical mom who watch not even the criticalness but just the like noticing all the details and commenting on them and a lot of times negatively yeah and then a father that wants the same too he was like that too. And then they both want to argue or he wants he to argue. To I'm sorry. I meant he, they both are like that. He wanted to argue, which makes people seem so tedious. Jesus. Yeah. There's a, Oh my God. I, you know, that would make, that would make people seem really tedious to me. And it's also interesting that you're drawn to comedy and comedians because those people put all the energy out there and they're like, they appreciate you. I'm I'm certain of that, but you don't have to show off and be the star. And so it kind of it's kind of comfortable, right? Um, it is, but like, uh, uh, there came a point where I realized I have to like make a name for myself. So, after well, I'm glad to hear you say that because so the whole thing is that so this is what I'm this is what my original thesis was about. I have I have a big paper on it, by the way. Oh boy! I'll be publishing it okay. in the psychological journal soon. Perfect. So, if you guys want to, so I think it's about five hundred. It's around five hundred pages. Oh, nice. Um. So what I'm thinking is that okay. So 
my my countertransference onto you is that you have all this talent and you know it and you don't have to, you know, you're like cool being in the background. But now I'm wondering <laughs> if you would like to leverage some of that more. And how do you like, are, how do you, I mean, without being modest, you know, you have marketable skills and I don't mean marketable in the money sense, I mean marketable in like that people want to engage them probably more than, at, you know, I mean, you could have a big engagement of whatever I believe you would have a big, I've seen enough, I've seen enough crap out there. You could have a big, much bigger engagement than you have if you did little, if you, if you wanted to. Yeah. Do you want to? Is that something you're interested in? Do you feel like you're holding yourself back or am I just making, am I just projecting that on you? Um, I think growing up feeling like I can't do things right is like big part of it. So like, and I never learned how to be popular. So like I'm slowly trying to work that in, mm-hmm. but it's like a slow process. Sure. Um, Can I ask you how old you are? Right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, 38. Wow. You look like you're like 29. He's uh, very young looking. Thanks. But Very young. Great shape. <laughs> thanks. But, and mature. He's 20. Yeah. Thir- what did you say? 30? 38. Wow. Yeah. I know a thing or two. Yeah, no, but <laughs> and he's gonna be big after this show. We are working on it. He is gonna be so. He's gonna be really, really. Big. But uh, not that he's not. But go ahead. But yeah, it's like that thing where like you you get a taste of like the industry, and it's like, and like because I'm not like a buzzworthy person, I'm like, oh, you could easily be dismissed. Like you're easily dismissed, and it's like, oh, I have to start working on this. Well, let me. It's not a matter. I think. Well, that doesn't matter. I mean, I don't think you have to change anything if you're not. I think you're doing great. But like the thing I'm is, buzz, buzz where buzzworthy person, buzzworthy person. You've said that a couple of times, and <laughs> I don't know what that means and why you're why you're not. You are a buzzworthy person. Uh, I don't know. So what what is what does buzzworthy mean to you? I think um, you. And I don't hold this against anyone, but it's just like you hear like industry people talk. It's like, oh, I heard about this guy. Let's see them do this or whatever. And like, you know, people want to plant their flag in you kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, oh, that person had a weird name. So I checked them out and it's like, great, you're good at finding, you know, it's just like uh, there's like that. And like, I don't know. But do you. Do you, I mean, I, you hear people talking about other people kind of thing. Yeah. And I think people are talking about you and I think you, I think more than you may realize. I don't think, I think that happens to a lot of those people. Don't you ever talk to like, you know, somebody that like you, you think that they are everywhere and then they're like, what? Hmm? They don't, don't Isn't it often that people don't think that they are being talked about that are like that they don't know uh, how well they're doing. Maybe. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay. So this one, I'm wait, wait, oh, we wait. didn't talk about how we met. <laughs> how did we meet? How did we meet? Oh wait, it was at that show, but like yeah. I would always see you around pine box all the time. That's oh your, really? Is that your go-to drinking? Oh, you, you saw me around pine. Oh yeah. We did run into each other a couple of times. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Changing subject. Interesting. What does that mean? <laughs> Yeah, Pine Box is well, my you know, go-to the hours place. Winding down. Yeah, 
Oh, what does that mean? I was just like, oh, I've, I was just like going to, through the talking points. Oh, you wanted to get that in. Oh, oh good. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I am there sometimes uh, with my tiny dog. Yeah. Yeah. And my big husband. Can, can I ask you questions? Sure. Or are we out of time or whatever? No, no, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to process this. I think, <laughs> I think that, I think that, I think that. I'm an interviewer too, you know. I know, I'm I know, curious. but I, I'm trying to get to the, I'm just, all I'm saying is I can see how if you want, I think that you could be holding yourself back if you feel like you're holding yourself back because of how you were, how your, you know, your conditioning yeah. with your parents and just, you know, the social are you, circles. Are you aware of that? Yeah, I'm aware of that. Like, yeah, I, I feel like I grew up kind of invisible. So like, yeah. But I think that you, I think what I wanted to say now, I remember what I wanted to say was that I think that you are mistaken about how you're being perceived and that uh, I think a lot of times people are, are buzzing about you or do want to buzz about you. But like, I mean, like even inviting you on the show, I'm so glad you did it. But I was like, I was nervous about it. I was like, because mm. I hate being rejected. I like everybody <laughs> else. And I was like, oh, Manola, well, he doesn't need to be on the show. He's got this. He's got that. That's how mm. I, I mean, fuck it. I can handle the rejection. It worked out great. But that's what I'm, I'm just telling you that I think you are misreading the crowd in that sense. Oh, that makes and, me uncomfortable. Um, why? <laughs> I don't know. I never like being talked about. Anyway, you've got some big <laughs> ego issues, which we, which we could we could work on if okay. you wanted to. But I mean, you know, at another time, another time. Okay. But uh, anyway, I'm your fan, as you know, and I encourage oh, you. So go ahead. What were you going to ask me? Oh, back to me. You're, you couldn't take the attention. You're, you're to put it on me. Yeah, you're an artist. You visual artist. Yeah, I yeah, guess. You've yeah. been. Uh, um, how long have you been in New York? Since nineteen, on and off my whole life um except for 10 years 8 to 18 where i was in the suburbs of new york of of, of of philadelphia what did i just say i lived in manhattan and stuyvesant town until i was eight i'm like you know i'm 62 as i mm. so i was born in 1956 and i lived in stuyvesant town we moved when i was eight to the suburbs of philadelphia and then i moved back to new york in 1978 and i've lived here since then. always pursuing the arts always doing the art thing well, you know, I really wanted to be, I really wanted to be an art director. I wanted to oh, be yeah. like a, um, I wanted to be like a big fancy art director working on TV commercials. Totally. That's a romantic career. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I, you know, I like, I see myself as a pretty big, I mean, I did make a living at it, which I give myself credit for, but I did not fulfill my fantasies at all yeah it's one of those things where it's just it's, it's better as a fantasy maybe well i don't think i have i think i i think it was not the best match i think it was a good yeah. match in some ways i got a lot out of it but i think that uh i don't think a lot of people working in it really enjoy it. i think it's a yeah. really hard way to make a living and i think yeah. um i think if i had balls i would have pursued something that was more me yeah I think I relate to that. Yeah, but I didn't. No, that's cool. I wanted health insurance, and I'm glad I did it. Good discipline. Mm-hmm. That's cool. No, yeah, I'm just like, I feel like there's a good chance that uh, 
the rest of my life would kind of probably like map out to be similar to yours, maybe. Just being an eccentric New Yorker type. I don't know. I think that your life to me, see, I think that your life to me, like I feel like you already have the foundation that I wished I had when I was your age. Because when I was 38, that's like when I first started making my own work, just by accident. Kind oh, of really? Yeah, because I started, um, you know, I was doing headline. I mean, art advertising was very conceptual. So I started taking, like, I learned a lot about type and I started putting type on objects like, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it was like a personal project. Yeah, and then I started selling them at museum stores or little oh, awesome. art stores. And I was, like, shocked that, you know, and they started doing well. And then I got in a bunch of shows and I was actually <coughs> in this really big show um, with a lot of really well-known artists um, right around 9-11, like, uh-huh. The opening was Thursday and I had been in a bunch of shows and I'd been doing really well. Mm-hmm. And this was a great show. It was like this four year project called the stealing project where I stole things everywhere I went. And then it was in a big display case and it was all like, um, cata- catalog. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It was a really cool project. And I was in the show with Sophie call who's oh, yeah. super famous and some other equally well-known artists. And it was like huge. And I got this big shout out on Artnet immediately, like the next day. And it was like, I was like all, you know, things were going well. And then what happened was 9-11 happened. Mm -hmm. And so the, it was at artist space and they closed no one. And it also art, like most, most things that were relevant before creatively just didn't seem meaningful in any way after that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like no. you can't look at it the same yeah. way, same week as nine eleven. Were you even alive? Yeah, I was outside the Holland Tunnel. When it happened. Oh, you're kidding! <laughs> but How I went through this uh, twenty one. Yeah, I went through the same thing. I was like getting ready to start my graphic design career, and I'm like, I was going through the exact same thing. It's like, what is this? Like all, it was just like, uh, my pursuits are garbage kind of thing. Well, I but mean, you it were was in most, the arts. Well, but, well, I was also working as an art director. I mean, that was really what I was doing. This but, was like, but, but I but, also see what happened was actually was that I felt I had, when I look back at that period, I had a little bit of momentum in my art career and I'd actually done this great piece that I'd spent four years on that basically just the whole thing just collapsed. The whole, like, if you call it a career or a trajectory, it just collapsed, and at that same exact time was exactly the same time that I did Psychotherapy Live, and that was the first time. Uh, it was like <clears throat> I got a monthly show right away. I started it. That was like a month before I'd done that show. or I don't mm-hmm. know. It was like the same time, and then because I was working as an art director, I only have a certain amount of time, but I wound up going down that road of being uh-huh. the shrink, and then I never really went back to the art thing till much later again. And That's hilarious. So it got like... But um, uh, I moved to New York to try to be like a painter slash like indie musician. <laughs> oh, indie musician, yeah. Like uh, I wanted to be like the next Beck kind of person. But, oh, yeah. Um, but... That's interesting, like what you like all the skills that you obtained through um, art direct advertising. Yeah. It's like you were able to get into the art scene, like the, that whole networking thing. It's like, well, that's funny. That's that a good foundational that. thing, like you said. No, like, I mean, if you think, you I mean you think being an art director helped make an art career? No, you don't think so. Like, 
you yeah. talked to the right people. Oh so no! How'd you get in? Like you knew curators? Kinda? No. Well, I mean, I no, no, because no. art and art direction, advertising right. art direction, do not like they don't want you to. They can you cannot be out as an art director as an artist if you're an adver- art director in advertising. They don't want to know about it. You will mm. get fired if they think you have some other interest. And then um, there's no art people in advertising in advertising there are very few artists or people interested in art people even know anything about art i know a lot of illustrators who think that they're artists well that (laughs) that's very different and some of them are yeah some of them are and some art direct yeah i mean you know artists are in every field as far as i'm concerned but no there that that's that's you had that practicality of of, a approach I've always been really practical, yeah, uh, to my charm and my downfall. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I think, I think honestly, it's like any other field. The <coughs> longer you make stuff and put it out there, the more people you get to know. Yeah, I guess I'm slow. Like do you want to do art? Visual art? You'd be great. Yeah, I came in wanting to be a painter and then I gave that up. Uh, oh, right. Paint. So what kind of paintings? Are they similar Just to your like, animations? Um, some of my early animation had some of my paintings, but like, you know, figurative. It was ultimately boring, but it's like fig- like a version of figurative like painting. See, I think stuff. you could take all those skills and try and right. put them in the art world and you'd be a star. Why don't uh, you do that? They would love you. The art world is a whole other political scene. It's like, right? Isn't it like? Um, it's its own well, world. You're asking me. I mean, what do <laughs> I fucking know? Uh, it's its own world. Well, I was involved in, um, I did a um, like, show for a while that I got to know a bunch of people. Um, like, art, art. like I could technically be in the show probably eventually, but it would be irrelevant in the art world. Technically kind of be in what show? An art show or whatever. I don't think it'd be that hard for you. Right. But yeah. it would still be, it would be like irrelevant. Like it's not going to irrelevant in what way not like you i mean making money is hard uh, like it wouldn't be relevant to the art world oh whereas, i think it would be uh, but whereas like in comedy like I, a lot of you know come from like you know little truths or like cathartic things and i feel like it's it's more impactful not in the scene overall but like you know well do you know Dre- david shrigley's work no. We're gonna have to talk okay, about this okay. after sorry, sorry, because sorry. we are out of. <laughs> Thanks for time. squeezing my questions in. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. That's very, very. Um, that made me feel. That's very nice. That was a oh, lovely exchange. I learned, exchange. A, lot. I learned, I learned a, lot. a lot too. I learned a lot too. And you know what? Stick around, folks. We've got Elon Danziger, Lost and Rewound. We've got Rob Pritchard. We've got Tom. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. Dr. Lisa gives a shit about.